0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode ninety. Uh, I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me as always is Ryan of Hi,
1: I'm Ryan.
0: Ben Magnet. Hi, hey, I'm Ben. And Sparkplug with Kawittie.
1: Hey, what's up? I'm the anti monitor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Ryan and Ben have finally decided to uh express their love for each other and have run off to get to elope.
1: I thought they I thought they both had diarrhea.
0: Oh, uh, my other choice was Monster Hunter, so you know.
1: I mean, that's the thing they always say about you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So I get diarrhea and they run off and get married.
1: Ben's at a party and Ryan hurt his back and we hope he heals up soon.
0: Absolutely. It seems pretty bad, so hoping for a quick recovery.
1: Yeah. That sucked, too, because that happened just yesterday. I
0: know. That was terrible. I got the text when I woke up this morning. I was like, Me, too. And
1: I was like, no. Darn it. All right. So because of that, we have no book club today.
0: No. Uh, we'll have a, a small topic. Uh, but yeah, we'll that we made up news. today. Literally an hour ago.
1: Yeah. We had a different topic in mind. But, uh, yeah.
0: You know, you got to make concessions when half your crew is missing.
1: Yeah. So our topic is not amazing, but no. it's, it'll be fine. But
0: it's ours, <laughs> Sparks. But it's ours. It's ours.
1: We haven't done a just us thing for a long time. I
0: think the last time was Coco. Yes. Yeah, our our cocoa review special is up. Go listen to that for a taste of yeah. what this will be.
1: And and Rogue One.
0: Yeah, that one too. Talking about Rogue One, I like that one a lot.
1: That's yeah, that's one of my favorite titles you've made.
0: How was a uh, How was your week?
1: Uh, it's been it's been busy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been I've been catching up on DC comics a lot. So, because I'm trying to have as much of it in my head. For what's about to happen with Action Comics 1000, and then try and stay caught up going forward, right? Oh, and speak- I picked up um, uh, I picked up an awesome book today that I didn't know existed. It's a book by uh, Tanesi Coates. You know who that is? Yeah,
0: he's the guy writing uh, Black Panther right now,
1: and who's going to take over Captain America? Yeah, apparently he wrote this book about his views on a uh, you know just how in his life he's viewed race and how that's evolved in his life in america mm-hmm. and i saw that in a in a bookstore today and i decided you know what i'd like to pick this up and kind of get an idea about this dude
0: so oh yeah he's a he's like a famous novelist
1: yeah i was really i was really uh pleased it, it was just sitting there and i came across it, and i'm like i know that name i'm, I'm gonna check this out
0: yeah uh, what were you gonna say oh i picked up the uh, superman's uh action Comics celebration of 80 years
1: is that the so the new
0: hardcover that came out the companion the companion piece to Action Comics thousand?
1: The the one that's got like all the covers in it and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was very upset by it though. Why? I, so I found I would go to my comic shop yesterday and I find out the poster that has like all one thousand covers of, of Action Comics not included. Oh. They decided that I didn't I didn't hear about this so probably decided a while ago but. They decided, because people complained at the price point of the hardcover at fifty bucks, to take the poster out to make the hardcover thirty bucks. And sell the poster oh. separately for ten. Oh. Not happy.
1: Well, you can always just buy the poster. I know,
0: but the book is still good. Like to be fair, it's got a lot of great stories in it, a lot of like early yeah, yeah. action comics.
1: Yeah, I pre ordered I pre that myself. It's but it's coming in the mail, so I'm not I'm not picking that up locally.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's got some great, like, uh, para, like, uh, not paragraphs, uh, essays, um, a lot of early golden age action comic stuff and, yeah. uh, stuff that I was surprised, uh, to see and a, a story that was never printed, but it's by Joe Schuster and Jerry Siegel. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. Cool to I heard see. about that. Yeah. It's just the, it's just the original inks of this old comic. It's cool.
1: Right. That is awesome. Yo, man, can I tell you? I am going to have way too many copies of Action Comics 1000.
0: I know. You've pre-ordered all of them.
1: Uh, no, no, I didn't. I'm going to have like 13 or 14 different copies.
0: There ge- are still getting... some.
1: there. I did not get all of the ones I could have. There are many that I turned down.
0: Did you get the one that has Christopher Reeve-style Superman sitting in the Fortress of Solitude? Yes. Oh, I wanted that one, too.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't. I would so my intention just so you know my intention is all of them are going to get framed and they're going up in a hallway when we move in together and they're going to go down the hall as like a progression of superman over time and i have a copy uh that someone gave me of action comics 1000 or action comics number one and that'll go at the front not it's not like a no 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 not an original printing but like a copy of it that's a nice copy
0: i was surprised i was like
1: no, good lord, no! Not an original. <laughs> of course not, buddy.
0: You could get rich off of that.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> a reprint copy, obviously. Okay, but but it'll still look really nice to have the progression, and that's my intention for them down the hall. That's um, cool. I'm yeah, that. I'm, I'm a, yeah. I'm. I, I thought you would be. I, I'm. I was very picky and selective about what I did get, but there were too many retailer exclusive variants. I mean, it's Action Comics 1000. It's Superman, and it's uh, it it's all these amazing. So many retailers have these exclusive variants that are just amazing art styles that I feel really capture the spirit of Superman. I'm like, this is just a really good time to celebrate this. I don't normally go this crazy about comics, but for this one time, I'm into it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm wondering what maybe, they're going to do for maybe Detective if
1: somebody's, Yeah, I'm wondering what they're going to do for Detective 2. I'm sure that's going to be exciting, but I don't feel as, as, de- as driven to have to get a bunch of those.
0: They should steal another Marvel writer.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a through the decades thing also.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I'm but what the but what the retailer exclusives will be? I'm sure there'll be some nice ones.
0: Yeah, I never go for the retailer exclusives for the most part because they're a little difficult to find for me. Whereas the regular variants, I could just pre order at my, my local store.
1: I and I totally get that. Like the the decades variants that DC is doing, all of those I got from the local store. Yeah, I didn't get all of them. I picked the ones that I wanted, but um. But yeah, I, I uh, this felt like a rare occasion to embrace this because it's it's a big deal. It's the first superhero comic and it's making it to its 1,000th issue. That's a really big deal. And it's Superman and I love Superman. So I was like, you know what? This one time I'm going to splurge like crazy unless, unless Spider-Man has a really great writer when we get to his 1,000 and they do some great stuff. I'm sure I'll get some nice versions of that. Yeah. But uh, that's that's pretty much the only people I would do that for.
0: Did you see um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis' Man of Steel miniseries was finally solicited in previews?
1: I did see that. I also saw his Superman number 1 in Action Comics 1001 were solicited, too.
0: I didn't see that. I oh, think, yeah. No, they are. Uh, I think that's probably my next... Because I get the preview catalog from the store. It's probably like... Oh, gotcha. This is, I, so this I, is June's I, comics, so it must be like July's comics. or
1: Yeah, I, I read a headline article, and they had the the images for them, so I was like, oh
0: cool okay that's cool um yeah. well let's get the short episode on the road then
1: oh yeah yeah right
0: uh so we we will have it we have a full news uh because it's a lot of like small stuff full nudes news
1: oh news yeah i heard nudes i thought this was becoming a very different show
0: <laughs> welcome to fake nerd guy fake nerd podcast after dark uh <laughs> i'm uh brandon mcclure uh well th- coincidentally i'm not wearing pants today because there's no one else in the studio with me so
1: I mean I I'm in here with you I'm getting a little offended.
0: No, you're you're over the fu- uh, you're over the. All internet. it
1: takes is all it takes is for this phone to fall off the table and I'm going <laughs> to see much too much of you.
0: Oh yeah that's true. All right I'll go. All put right it on, I'll put <laughs> on some pants a little later.
1: Let's get into the news.
0: Um first I wanted to start off with something that I found kind of actually I found kind of cool. So Star Trek okay. Discovery is uh has wrapped up its first season.
1: Right so we was, haven't watched it yet.
0: No. And spoilers for Star Trek Discovery, at the very, 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 very last few minutes of the, of the show, uh, the USS Discovery runs into the USS Enterprise. Right. And it's Pike's Enterprise, Captain Pike, who was the first captain before uh, Kirk, which tracks it's 10 years before TOS, so it makes sense. They have cast Captain Pike. Yes. This will be the third person to play Captain Pike after Jeffrey Hunter who played him in The Cage and Bruce Greenwood who played him in Star Trek 09.
1: Uh, didn't someone play him in the Enterprise show? I don't believe so. I thought so. I thought I read that when I read this I announcement. I don't think so.
0: Oh no. You know what? It it is the fourth because there is a, there is someone who plays him in The Menagerie which is a sequel to The Cage. Which okay. is, so that's that's but uh, that's also in TOS. I don't know. It's it's a good episode, though. I, I like.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this real quick while you're talking. Go ahead.
0: Sure. Um, anyway, the actor who is playing who will be playing Captain Pike is Anson Mount, who most fans recently saw as Black Bolt in Marvels Inhumans. And, <laughs> and if you look at this guy and you look at a picture of Jeffrey Hunter who played um, who played Captain Pike in the Cage, uh, there they could be identical twins. Like, it's crazy yeah. how much they look alike. But Anson mm-hmm. Mount is most most, most well-known for Hell on Wheels. Uh, I think this is a good casting. Honestly, I liked him as Black Bolt. I thought he was pretty fun in the four I episodes he, I, I saw.
1: I, I, for what amount of Inhumans I could barely get through, he was the most compelling person to watch, even though he didn't speak, which was, you know, speaks to him as an actor. So good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I think this will I think this will be fun. Um I need to watch Star Trek Discovery. I like I'm I'm happy with this casting, I'll be honest. Um I still don't know how I feel about Star Trek Discovery because of Alex Kurtzman, but you know.
1: Yeah, I get that. Well we kind of have to watch it and see how we feel.
0: Yeah. But this is cool. Um Yeah, there's really nothing else we can say about that, I guess.
1: I I'm glad that the actor is bouncing back after inhumans as well as he seems to be. Yeah, me That's- too. That's good.
0: Um, like, like I always I always tell people like my favorite bit from Inhumans, which I do have, uh, was him after he was arrested and he's just kind of miming just kind of innocently like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go there? Okay. I just thought that right. was really compelling. Yeah. Um, Moving on then to uh, our favorite uh, franchise, the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been nothing but positive about this franchise ever since its inception with Movie Superman. Right.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Right. Anyway. Uh, apparently Batgirl is back on.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <sighs> I, I mean, am. Here's the, well, here's the thing. Does anything mean anything until no, it's filming? No, that's
0: true. That's true. Like,
1: in, until I hear it's filming from DC and Warner Brothers, nothing means anything. So U- unless, it's, unless it's a Wonder Woman sequel. That I believe in. Right. Like, I don't even believe in Flashpoint anymore.
0: Neither do I, I'll be honest. I don't think it's called Flashpoint. I heard a thing where someone goes, like, when it was called Flashpoint, I'm like, huh... Yeah. Um so anyway christina Hodson who um has written the upcoming bumblebee film by travis knight uh and the uh and has developed the birds of prey solo film quote unquote solo film for d c uh has signed on as the writer uh so okay sure that
1: that birds of prey film being a film that has not been made right yes okay, adorable I love it. <laughs> It's impossible to judge until we see the Bumblebee movie to really have a judgment on this. Yes, but she she has uh,
0: written something else, but it's nothing I've seen.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, so I'll withhold judgment. But I mean, like I said, it's just I can't believe anything from DC until it's filming.
0: I think uh, Shazam is the only one filming right now.
1: Yeah, and Aquaman is obviously happening. The only one I do believe in is Wonder Woman 2. Yes. I agree. Like obviously they're doing that. I'm not worried about it. That'll happen. Um, but I am I am worried about Superman. I'm worried about the Green Lantern
0: film. Green Lantern Corps, right?
1: I yeah, mean, yeah. We yeah, heard I'm, that
0: they were casting a bit ago for it.
1: Do you? You know what? This is a good time to bring this up. Do you think they've given up on Cyborg? Because I think they've given up on Cyborg. I
0: think so too. I think so too. I think it was it, the reason why he showed up. I, I really hate, I've always hated that he was on the Justice League. Uh, even yeah. when, when, even since 2011, the only reason why he was on the Justice League in, ju- in Justice League Part 1, when it was for, it was originally called Justice League Part 1, was because yeah, yeah. of that 2011 run by Jeff Johns. Right. And that movie took so long to get developed, it didn't need to do that anymore.
1: Although I will say, I I did enjoy the way they worked him into the story in Justice League. I have to admit, I yeah. I thought it was not going to work anywhere near as well as it did. I mean, like I enjoyed his part in the film more than Aquaman's.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, I and think, I didn't,
1: I didn't think that's what would happen. Yeah, I didn't.
0: Going back to our review for it, I think I was pretty positive on his part, but I first of all, I don't think he he's gonna get a solo. I don't think he's gonna get a solo film. Uh, there's no no, way.
1: I don't either. I think that's I think that's dead.
0: Yeah. Uh, it does. It doesn't make any sense. Like he wasn't the standout. Well, there was no standout for Justice League, but you know.
1: Yeah. I uh, uh I don't know. I don't know how I feel about I don't know how I feel about Bat-family movies as long as they're unsure what the hell is going on with Batman.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's my thing about this. I don't think Batgirl or Nightwing should get a movie especially before Batman. I I don't think they should get a movie in a solo film in general. Well I
1: mean technically technically Batman has like seven movies, but No,
0: but like this Batman. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh I, I think the smarter way to go would have been making a Bat Family film just in general and then whoever the standout I... was spin off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I there's a lot of honestly, there's a lot of ways you could go about the Bat family. And It's very like this is not a gambit situation where it's like a one in a million chance that you get it right. This is there are ways to pull this off, even with just introducing them in their own solo films. I just don't have the faith that they're thinking about those ways creatively right now.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. They're looking at dollar signs. Yeah. And that's the thing. This franchise has suffered from the fact that Warner Brothers just cares about the bottom line.
1: Let me put it to you this way. Let's let's ignore the Batman thing. And let's just talk about the Bat Family for a second. Who do you think should, just ob- objectively, like, consider all the Bat Family, not even who they've announced. Who do you think should have their own movie first? First? Yeah. I
0: think Nightwing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like Nightwing makes the most logical sense.
0: Yeah, he's the, mo- he's the one who's had the longest running solo series.
1: So here's my posit, and I know a lot of people will be like, well, why can't she carry her own movie kind of thing? And I and I'm like, you know what? I don't think you need to have them both introduced in a Batman movie. But I do think that they could both be introduced in a movie together.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be really into that.
1: And and then to be honest with you, I think I feel like I only truly need one Nightwing movie. Like I don't need a Nightwing series. No, I agree. But but I would be so dang for a Batgirl movie that took place after a Nightwing and Batgirl movie. Yeah,
0: I would love to see that actually. Um because one of the things I mean, to me, to be fair, when you announce a film based off a Bat family member, it feels like it, it to me, it feels like, oh, we're making a Robin movie. Right. And like nobody's going to see a Robin movie. Because
1: because if you're doing Nightwing and Batgirl together in Gotham,
0: if, or you didn't sh-
1: if you didn't show me, sure, if you did not show me Batman once in that movie, I'd be OK with it. Yeah like even though it's their first time appearing and everything, I'd be okay with it. I could get on board with that very quickly.
0: Cuz Nightwing has has kind of like addressed uh, like um solidified himself as a solo hero apart from Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh I think the on- the other I think then it would be Batgirl and probably then after that Red Hood.
1: Yeah, but you got to you, you got to have Batman. some weight. You got to pull some weight for Red Hood to work. Yeah, I would agree. You got to you got to have you got to have the audience interest and the audience faith to make Red Hood work.
0: And you know what? I would also say Batwoman. I technically don't consider her part of the Bat Family though because she's been a part of the Bat Family for a long time.
1: I I also can agree with that, but I also think that you need to hold off on that one. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because uh, I think you do have to have Batman better established to have Batwoman.
0: Sure, probably.
1: Um, But purely because of their familial relation.
0: Right, they're cousins.
1: Right. Um, But I I do want to stress, it's not that I feel like Batgirl can't successfully have a film on her own to start with. I just think it's a better way to immediately engage the audience on board with like, especially because DC and Warner Brothers aren't doing well. To be like, hey, here's a movie about two of the Bat Family characters. Like, just come check this out. Have fun. Like, it's not even saying, like, not, it's a Nightwing movie predominantly. It's both of them. It's a movie about both of them. Yeah. You know, like, it's a split focus on both of them.
0: Yeah. I I, I don't
1: want it to be one over the other. Like, she's not his sidekick. But I do think that's a better way to kind of get the audience rolling into it, because we don't need all of these characters introduced one by one.
0: Yeah. And, uh, unpopular opinion, I actually don't think Barbara Gordon's that interesting of a Batgirl. I think Stephanie Brown was a much more interesting Batgirl.
1: Yeah, I understand that.
0: Um, I've just I preferred Barbara Gordon as Oracle. I thought she was a much more compelling character as Oracle.
1: I will agree with that. I do think she is a more compelling character that way. Yeah. Um, but but you want the classic Batgirl stuff to begin with. Yeah. Because I guess it's so. never been because it's never been it's never been done correctly.
0: I liked how you added the correctly. <laughs> well, seen... come on. Yeah. We all remember, um, bat
1: nipples. Yeah.
0: Anyway, to switch gears, uh, you like the Fast and the Furious franchise?
1: Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you know that they're coming out with a spinoff uh, with Jason Statham and Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Yeah, is that is that all they're doing from now on?
0: It seems like Cause apparently
1: I know I know there's supposed to be a nine and ten.
0: But we but, haven't heard uh, anything of that.
1: No, no, yeah. we haven't. Um, not only, okay, real quick before we dig into this, um, I, 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 I didn't get to talk about Fate of the Furious with you guys, but, um, I feel like it should have ended there.
0: I I feel like there was a
1: good way to end it. The only thing that's problematic is that Charlize Theron got away, so you still have to catch her. Yeah. Because she was, she was the architect of all their misery or whatever, so. I mean, the Fate of the Furious,
0: looking back on, like, even looking at my review, I gave it a 9. I should not have given it a 9. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm looking back on this movie and I'm like, "Wait, no, I actually have a lot of problems with this movie."
1: I don't know. I haven't watched it again for a while, like since theaters. So I'd have to watch it again, but I remember being impressed with how how much they pulled together.
0: Yeah, I mean post
1: my, post losing Paul Walker.
0: My problem with the movie is I don't like turning Jason Statham into a hero. Um Oh, I know, I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, even as much as I like that last fight sequence with him the, on the plane and the baby, I think yes. turning him into a, a hero was a mistake. Um, and I think <laughs> I don't buy Vin Diesel as super Vin Diesel.
1: Oh, okay, well, but that's that's been a thing for a while. It's not, but on it's always Fate of the Furious.
0: No, it's not. But it's been gradually building, but. It was it stretched my believability in just it stretched my Vin Diesel believability. Each, each one of
1: the films has done that. I don't know. I get what you mean, but you mean like this is the one that broke the neck, but it's been going on the whole time.
0: Sure. Yeah, but I he's not triple X.
1: Right. I I mean this. Uh, I don't remember which which direction this went, but I remember Vin Diesel saying that like. The the, Latin, the Furious Seven was for Paul, right? Yes. And this one was from Paul. That's that's a quote that he'd said. That's a weird and I, quote. I <clears throat> well, I think it was because like this was an idea that maybe they were talking about or something. Oh yeah, maybe. And so they were carrying on that idea, and I'm like, that's really sweet, and I get that. And if this movie had ended there, I would have been like, cool, done. Yeah. Solid.
0: You got eight eight films.
1: Right, and it ended. It ends with him having like a kid. Yeah, and And and, fridging his his baby mama. And naming him after his not-dead best friend. I
0: hate that so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I get it. I get it. To be honest with you... You
0: you name him Paul as a nod to the audience.
1: Exactly, that's what I I agree with you. I agree with you that's what should have happened, but they didn't, and I still respect that. But, like, if that had been the end of the series, that's a perfect button. Yeah. And then you could do these spinoffs with... Go ahead with your news. Right. Now. Okay. So
0: the, <laughs> the actual news is uh, Jason Satham and uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have,
1: we have furious opinions.
0: <laughs> has a uh, finally has a director in the form of of jo- uh, David Leach, uh, who is the director of the first John Wick, Atomic Blonde, and Deadpool two. Uh, I like him a lot. I think this is a good choice. Christopher Morgan is turn has turned into the script, and he has written most of the Fast and the Furious films, including Fate of the Furious. Yeah. And it's looking at a July 26, 2019 release date. Right. Which pushed back uh, uh, Fate of the Furious 2 or Fast and the Furious 9 or whatever you want to call it. Um, The Fine and the uh, Furious, as I've been calling it. Fine of the
1: Furious, yeah. Yeah, Fine of the Furious. Yeah, Uh,
0: which Tyrese Gibson and also Dwayne the Rock Johnson was like, I might not come back. I might just (laughs) focus. I am just do these movies.
1: Yeah, he's been more public now about... um, I appreciate to an extent the way he went about it, though he was a little too cheeky for for my taste. Yeah. But uh, but that he and Vin have different ways of looking at the film industry, and uh, it's hard because I, I honestly I I really value and respect both of these people. Yeah. So much. I'm I'm very aware of them both, like who they are. I've looked. I've read a lot of their own personal statements and things. I'm very into these people. And uh, it's hard to see them not get along. But I can appreciate what he means. And I think Vin probably does, too. That they, they just... They're different and they don't mesh. And, you know, sometimes that just happens. Yeah. So I can I can respect the fact that Dwayne might not come back because of that. And I'm...
0: Will Tyrese respect it?
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> didn't he not want him to come back?
0: No. He's like, you guys... You're ruining the family well, because he's you're mad doing because
1: this. He's, he's mad because they're doing the spinoff. But I mean, I I don't know. It's it's uh it's hard. Like I said, I kind of don't want them to make more, but I also yeah. know they have to catch Charlize Theron. So it's like okay. Yeah. It's a but trilogy. Uh, I I mean I mean I'll go watch him. I'll what go do watch you, him.
0: What do you think about David Leach? Have you you've seen John Wick? Right.
1: Yeah, I've seen John Wick, yeah. just not the second one.
0: Um, which he did not direct. He went on to direct Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. a fine movie. I think the script hurts him more than anything. Sure. Um, and I'm looking forward to Deadpool too. So,
1: yeah, I uh, you, great, great action director. So that's awesome. Um, um, I mean, I'm on board for it. I uh, will kind of cover this more later in the news, and you'll know why. But um, I I am not a big fan of Jason Statham. And this kind of goes back to like I'm kind of aware of some of these people personally and i it's weirds me out that dwayne and him get along so well, but I'll respect it because i i don't I'm not a big fan of Statham.
0: sure I'm yeah. just not the only friend film franchise I've enjoyed him in was the transporter which i unapologetically love so
1: yeah uh, i i like he's a cool action star but I think he's a real he can be a real prick i feel uh i don't love I don't love uh having it's whatever, like he does his job well I'm sure it'll be an entertaining film to watch him and, and The Rock do their thing Yeah The Rock's enough to make me go see it, so what does it matter?
0: True uh, Jessica Jones has been confirmed for a season 3 Who, Who's surprised, really?
1: Right, I, I perfectly saw that coming Even though I haven't seen season 2 I'm, I'm not surprised Yeah,
0: I've not seen season 2 either uh, Right,
1: we need to do that Yeah.
0: Toy Story 4 has a release date uh, June 21st, 2019
1: right yes you've
0: have you seen some of toy story 4 from d23
1: oh like uh, b- barely anything right um uh, we they've saw, had some like they've had some we saw like, we saw like some brief glimpses of new characters mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> i we got the hint like it was very subtle so i'm not sure this is true but a hint that there might be like a a camping or road trip involved
0: cool yeah uh this has some production woes john lassender stepped down from uh directing uh but more publicly uh the writers changed um uh what's her name
1: rashida jones rashida
0: jones yeah she was like we split for philosophical differences Uh, that was that was a weird one
1: that's yeah that is disappointing to hear because uh <clears throat> I'm very confused about exactly what's going on with this because I know what the intent. I wonder if they've left the original intent, and I hope they haven't. Um, because I like the base idea. I know Laster was really passionate about this one, so it's unfortunate to see him not involved. Yeah. And Rashida Jones, I love her, so it's a real bummer to see her stepping away.
0: Yeah, I mean, now it's written by Josh Cooley, who did Inside Out, and uh, written by Stephanie Folsom. So,
1: yeah, what can you do? Hopefully hopefully some amount of Lassiter and Jones's stuff stays in.
0: Kind of like a um, kind of like a Ant Man situation with Edgar Wright leaving but some of his yeah, steps st- stuck around.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's uh it's hard to say. <clears throat> while we're while we're in this kind of movie news, uh did you see I I noticed that we didn't have it. Did you see that McAvoy and Hader, Bill Hader are being pursued for it?
0: I did see chapter that chapter two. I did see that.
1: Uh, James McAvoy posted a pretty, a pretty teasy Instagram post that makes me think he already knows he's going to do it.
0: Yeah, what did he do? Yeah,
1: he uh, he posted a picture of him and Jessica Chastain from I think the set of the new X Men, mm-hmm. and he was saying that he's uh, he's dropping his film stuff, something like don't quote me exactly on what he said, but like it was along the lines of I'm dropping my film roles to become Jessica Chastain's personal hair assistant, and then he hashtagged uh hair assistant jessica chastain and then he hashtagged it in it oh. so <clears throat> huh i right. like him so a lot i i'm I, I was saying too i was talking to some other people about this earlier today and i was saying this could be the most like large full around star-studded cast any horror movie has ever had
0: yeah probably
1: if they got some i mean because good because normally you only get one or two big name actors like big name actors in a horror movie, Yeah. but if they get if they get all three of these people's Chastain, uh, McAvoy, and Hader, and then they keep going with that, uh, they they could have quite the film on their hands.
0: That'd be great. I really love the first one. Uh, if you guys recall from my from our review, uh, I was stoked for the second one.
1: Right. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about that for a second.
0: Yeah. Uh, so some trailers dropped this week. Uh, oh
1: man, we're already at the trailers. Oh yeah. lord.
0: We've got some opinions wow. on these trailers. Uh, let's start with the, with the one that I think your. let's start with Incredibles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought this looked great. I'm really excited for this movie. Oh my God.
1: Nothing, could make me not want to see this.
0: I mean, this (laughs) trailer, yeah, no, actually this point, uh, I think this trailer was so much fun. Uh, Uh,
1: that little boy who is voicing Dash is doing an excellent job of sounding like Dash.
0: Yeah. I could barely tell. Yeah um what was the um although i noticed that both um bob and violet sound noticeably older
1: yeah i mean bob it's fine because he is old yeah 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 it's whatever violet i can live with it yeah i mean you know what it happens she, well, she was already, like, in her 20s or so yeah. when she played Violet the first time. so.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, your voice kind of, I mean, we talked about it with the Andrea Romano, and we, <clears throat> as you get older, your voice yeah. lowers. Yeah, yeah. And so it makes sense that that would happen. It's been 10 right. years now. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, we got to see uh, Frozone's wife return. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was funny. Um, yeah, more
1: than 10 years. It's been 15 years.
0: Yeah. wow. Yeah. Man, Incredibles is a great movie.
1: Yes it is. Yeah.
0: But yeah, this movie looks great. There's nothing
1: more we yeah, can say. Yeah, we, we other got than that. we got the uh the honey nod at the end. Yeah. Honey is uh Frozone's wife.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, that was awesome. We got a glimpse I, of the new villain?
1: Yes we did. Uh the the uh oh he said his name and I don't remember. I it.
0: couldn't catch it. i watched it three times, and like every time I couldn't catch what he said.
1: It's like the, it's like two words that start with S and they're pushed together.
0: Yeah.
1: The, oh man, I wish I remembered it off the top of my head. It's, it's cool though. I'm, I'm very interested in what that's going to be. I like, I like how Bob is uh, having to deal with more than just Jack, Jack being crazy. Obviously Violet's getting some teenage hormones going on, which is great. I, I'm glad that there's going to be a lot. I, I was nervous that this was going to be a lot of Elastigirl doing the superheroics and Bob being at home, taking care of Jack Jack and the rest of it was kind of going to fall to the wayside, but I'm a little more confident now that it is going to still be a family film. Like everyone's going to have their art. Everyone's going to be developed. It's all going to be involved. Yeah. Um. I've seen because of the promotional images and the Funkos that were just released images. Yeah there are some interesting new characters that I'm very curious to see who they are and what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was the one we got to see Edna mode in this one again? Uh, We did. Yeah. With the, what is that? Combustion imminent. What does that mean? (laughs) It means fire Robert. (laughs) That was
1: great. Yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a great time. Um, I'm really glad that they're, I'm really glad that, uh, Bradbird took the time.
0: Me too. Me too. To um, make sure
1: that this was right.
0: Do we think this will be a Finding Dory situation or a Toy Story 3 situation?
1: Oh, Dick, explain what you mean to me.
0: Uh, Finding Dory was... I actually... I like Finding Dory more than I like Finding Nemo, but I acknowledge that, it's, that Finding Nemo is a better film. Okay, I see what you're saying. Toy Story 3, I think, is a better film than Toy Story 1 and 2. Sure. Okay, I get you. Um... Although oh, Toy Story 2 is my favorite Just putting that out there
1: I think this is, I think this is one of those times Where um, The first one and the second one Are equally as good
0: So a How to Train a Dragon situation
1: <coughs> I, I would say or, or even a Toy Story, Toy Story 2 situation
0: Sure, hey, by the way Or a Shrek and Shrek 2 situation
1: Oh no, Shrek 2 is way better than Shrek 1
0: I regretted it immediately after I said it Because <laughs> <laughs> Shrek 2 is great um, uh, when's how Your Dragon 3 coming out do we know I haven't heard anything about it
1: uh, wasn't it next year I don't know man I think it's next year I hope so I think it's next year they don't
0: because like, DreamWorks was bought by by
1: Universal Studios in the midst of it and was just like what happened do you, to it do you want me do you want me to look this up real quick
0: I've looked it up It's there's no news oh okay there's like nothing about it and because like Universal canceled a ton of DreamWorks projects you're just like wait please tell me that wasn't one of them
1: well, they're still making the show. Yeah, they've that's still true. been releasing the show, so I feel like the movie's probably fine.
0: I hope so. Anyway. I I don't know. Um Mary Shelley.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh oh. it says March first, twenty
0: nineteen. Oh, yay.
1: I looked it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, uh I I truly feel like this has every possibility of being equally as good as the first one. Um I suppose like, you know, it could be split on who likes which one more. Yeah. It's 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 hard to say. It's really hard to say right now. Yeah. Um and the uh, lady lo- the the first one's there's so much to love in the first one, but I'm sure the second one can pull out a lot of surprises. That's the thing is I'm like you know, the past few times we've gone to a Pixar movie, I haven't been able to know most of what's going on in the Pixar movie. So I'm hoping that this is still going to surprise me and I'm going to be like, "Wow, this is a, you know, great, this is amazing."
0: Yeah. I mean, Pixar's trailers have been really great in the sense that, you know, look at the Cars 3 trailer where it's very much like, "Oh, it's about Lightning McQueen getting back on" th-, and then right. That yeah. wasn't it at all. That
1: wasn't that wasn't it. And then uh nobody knew about Bing Bong going into Inside Out.
0: No, he wasn't in any of the promotional material.
1: And nobody knew how uh nobody knew how Coco worked out. Yeah. Like they there, there's been some surprises coming from them, so I'm not I'm not too nervous about this. Yeah.
0: Um, right. So Mary Shelley. Uh, yes. This looks interesting. So it's a trailer for a new biopic, a uh, uh, period biopic uh, about Mary Shelley, played by Elle Fanning. Um, Love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, she plays the title the title role, and it's about her writing Frankenstein, which is my second right. favorite monster book. So.
1: And and it's crazy that that is such a a this is obviously a film that needed to exist at this point because it's crazy that this film has never been made before. I know because this is one of the most famous pieces of literature in the world. Yeah, and it was written by a woman, and a lot of people don't even realize it. Oh well, yeah and and
0: and it's kind of it there's kind of is never a feminist been there's movie.
1: never been yeah and there's never been a movie about her as insane so i'm glad this is happening
0: me too um i love the <laughs> and it looks it looks well done yeah we you know i think it's by the same guys who did by the same production company who did the man who invented christmas
1: okay oh well that was great i hope it is
0: yeah uh i i'm i can't look it up right now but i so don't quote me on that but it does feel very much in that kind of independent oh, biopic man. situation
1: yeah it does Oh, I'm so okay with it, then. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, we love that movie. That yeah, was awesome. that movie's great. It's one of my favorites. That's uh, probably
1: a movie we could talk about in a section we're talking about later. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll uh, add it to the list.
0: <laughs> um, but it'll, also it also looks like we get some maybe nightmare sequences of the monster. Um
1: uh, almost like uh almost like what you just said the man who yeah. you know we'll just talk about it here but the man who invented christmas uh had so many cool things with how it would incorporate him creating the story i think that's a lot like what we might see here and that's really awesome and how she's dra- crafting it out of what she sees in men
0: yeah um you know it's the, but it's the story that we all like heard about like her story of writing that book is like an urban legend where she was at a party and she was it was like a dare hey write a ghost story and she wrote this story. yeah and, yeah, yeah, uh, And so that's, that's really cool that we get to see that play out on screen. I'm, I'm really stoked for this.
1: I agree. I'm, I'm very into it.
0: Um, well, the final trailer we're going to talk about, uh, Sparks, you are, you, you have been talking about this movie for as long as I've known you.
1: No, this uh, I've been talking about the book.
0: You, I recall you said that they were trying to make a movie. One of the very <laughs> yes, early times. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair, fair. Okay. So like, uh, I came across this book when I was a freshman in high school. Yes. Uh, it's written by an author who I who I really like, um, and I've had the honor of speaking to him personally about it and things like that. Uh, and his name is Steve Alton, and he wrote a book called Meg. And it is a book uh, about if a megalodon had been able to survive up to modern day and how that could happen and and what would happen if, the, if it was able to get to the surface. And what is a megalodon? <clears throat> a megalodon is a 60 to some size above that uh i don't want to say the wrong number but like it gets big over 60 feet uh essentially a great white shark it's the ancestor of the great white shark uh that lived long 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 ago in the time of dinosaurs and and junk and is known to be extinct yes um and the book's premise every uh, shark week
0: they talk about maybe there's one alive
1: uh, no, they don't. Only when uh, Shark Week was lying. Now they can't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hated that. Uh, good Lord. Um, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, of course. So I, I'm going to say it here because I don't know that the movie is keeping all this. In the book, the way that it happens is that uh, they find out that along deep sea heat trenches, Megalodon has been able to survive because of the uh, trenches heating up the water to the to the degrees that they need to survive. And in the book, stuff happens—I'm not going to say because the movie might do it—but stuff happens that makes it so that a megalodon is able to get to the surface and adapt to the temperature. Mm -hmm. And then um, the real bummer to me is that a lot of this in the movie is going to take place in China. Um, But in the book, it takes place in the Pacific Ocean, and it takes uh, place—they capture this megalodon and study it for a time, and they capture it by building a pen out of Monterey Bay, which is where you and I have lived. Yeah. and uh, that was uh, something I was really excited for them to, to kind of go for, because there's this whole description of the, the shark killing people on be- beaches that we live right by. <laughs> um, so I'm bummed that they've thrown a lot of that out the window. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, so now, now there's finally a movie being made out of it. Steve Alton kept trying to get a movie deal for a long time. It finally happened, and it's taken years to get it done. And now we have the trailer for it. Uh, Jason Statham is playing the Mm -hmm. character who uh, Jason Statham should not be playing.
0: Yeah, I Um, I remember. So I remember like early, early days of our friendship. You would tell me about this book and it's always really fascinated me how uh, how this guy really thought this stuff out. The movie looks like a fun kaiju flick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there. Don't get me wrong. I've seen hints of elements from the book that they're keeping, and I'm glad that they are there. Mm -hmm. But they they have. This is a first trailer, so it's hard to tell. Sure. But um, they were they were few and far between.
0: There's some striking shots though in this trailer that I really like. Can I
1: can I tell you? I really hope this movie opens the way that it that the book opens. Yeah. Yeah, the way the book opens is it opens in uh in the prehistoric period. And it opens with a T. Rex, uh, eating a carcass off a beach, and then a Megalodon swooping up and pulling the T. Rex out into the ocean. Jesus, that's how the book opens, and I kind of hope they keep that sequence because it's awesome. That'd be great. I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope they do that. I, uh, the character that, so I realized who should have played the main character the other day. Because there is some like, you know, rugged actionist like you know uh to to this guy. He does some cool stuff, but he's not an action hero. Right. That's not that's not who he is. He is a he is a scientist. Um and I realized a younger Liam Neeson would have been the perfect person to play this role.
0: Oh, you're speaking my language.
1: Yeah. Uh that he would have been perfect for this. So you're talking um, about Scott
0: Eastwood nowadays, right?
1: <laughs> you know, you know, you know, <laughs> I, I would be on more on board with it than Jason Statham to be honest. Sure. I'd be on board with a lot of people before Jason Statham, and it's it's honestly not even anything personal against Jason Statham. He's just he's an action guy, and casting him tells me this is an action movie, and he's he's it's not gonna he's not gonna be the scientist character that he's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, there's even a line in this where he's like, he may look like a like a tough action hero, but he's not. He's a scientist, and they're like. No, I don't buy that at all.
1: Right, Uh, Rain Wilson is saying that. Yeah,
0: this cast. I mean, this. I mean, there's some really striking visuals in this. Like when, like the poster, like the poster, we see a shot like that. Um, There's a little Yorkie that swims away and sees the shark and then swims back. Um, So the the one that I really like. uh, Sorry, the one that really like is in the beginning of the trailer, where it's the dome and you see like the shark kind of emerge from the shadows of the water. I thought that was a really great shot.
1: It's a it's a very fun shot. But I, I saw I saw the trailer in theaters and uh I noticed that they did commit to being able like if you look you can see its back tail moving. Yeah. As it's and it's kind of slowly easing towards the dome. So I'm like, all right, I guess I give you a pass. It is technically still moving forward in the water, just real slow. <laughs> I guess I give you the pass on this one.
0: Because uh, as, you, as you've you told me before, actually, I think this was Kick-Ass 2 that you told me this, uh, sharks can't stop moving, Great White specifically.
1: I don't know why we talked about this on Kick-Ass 2. Um, because there's a yeah. shark
0: in Kick-Ass 2 that's not moving.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, sharks, um, some shark species can. Yeah. But uh, it, since Megalodon is an ancestor of Great White, um, it, I I do not believe that it can stop not making any motion forward uh so that they can breathe through their gills. Anyway, um uh yeah cool shot. There's a lot of fun shots here. Yeah. There's I mean, a lot of fun stuff. Like the uh the paddle border uh with the shark just coasting right under it and it's huge and yeah. you're like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I, I I do think that part will be great. I think, like, the whole... And this happens in the book, too. Like, you know, it it gets out and it kills a lot of people. It kills a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope we see it kill more than people. I hope we see it take on a blue whale and stuff, because that's one of the things is, like, Megalodon would totally, like, eat a blue whale. Yeah. Because it can. Because it can.
0: Um, Now, shark movies, I've never really been my forte. The ocean kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, which is a little strange because I lived near the ocean my whole life. Um, Right. But, yeah... I'll probably skip this one i'll be honest but i do like a fun kaiju film so maybe I, won't uh, I, I
1: might i might drag you to this one i'll be honest yeah yeah probably thanks for that um yeah you're welcome i i i'm hoping as ryan if he were here to discuss it would put it he's hoping for like a fun you know actiony silly campy kind of and and i'll admit like the song shift the halfway through the trailer kind of sells that idea oh
0: yeah the the beyond and it's the like, sea song chomp,
1: chomp into your summer yeah where it's it all kind of whoo hoo, hoo you yeah. know like <clears throat> um it's probably going to be that fun kind of action movie and i can get i can get on board with that i i already have embraced the fact that it's not going to be uh as as um full as, and round as the book is in this concept sure but um but i do hope it does well i'm sure it will be like one of the top 5 shark movies ever because there aren't that many good shark movies to be honest you, they are, you've been
0: you've been ag- advocating that for a long time my friend.
1: They are they are few and far between. Nobody does them very well most of the time. Yeah. Um and uh I I genuinely want it to do well because Steve Alton has written five sequels to his book and I would be I would be interested if they tried to take on even just one of those books. I didn't know there were sequels. One. Oh yeah, there there it is the sixth book is coming out later this year. Whoa. To coincide with the movie's release.
0: What are they about? Still the same megalodon?
1: Uh, no, more megalodons, more oh. megalodons. Like it's a whole. He's built this whole series, and I've only read the first three, so I can't speak too much to the rest of them. But like both times, I was like, I can't believe he was able to pull another story out of his butt. But it's good, whatever. <laughs> you know, I can't believe that he's still writing more stories about megalodons and they're working. But is he this is. a is this
0: a Jaws Jaws two situation where it's like oh there's another one?
1: Um, I, I don't want to say anything just in case. Sure. I'll talk to you about it after the movie. Um,
0: Speaking of that though. So one of the things that I'm a little afraid about with this movie is that it'll feel too much like a sci-fi original shark movie, like a shark attack three Megalodon.
1: Well, I don't think that'll happen purely because the effects are much better. Right,
0: I mean, like a like a better like uh, a a, high, a higher quality one of those, but still in that kind of tone. Like we're just like we're just
1: making a fun stupid film. I trepidatiously say that there's enough of from the book in this to make that not the case. Sure. I I want to say that there's enough. There is enough elements from the book to make that not the case with this. Um. And honestly, the one thing that I... Because it's the one thing I can't tell in the trailer is uh, in the book, like I said, they, they are able to, for a time, detain the shark and study it before it eventually breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they have some amount of that because they don't want to kill it at first. It's not the intention.
0: It's, it, they, it would be considered an endangered species, wouldn't it?
1: <clears throat> they want to study it. They mm-hmm. want to know more about it. Um, it's like Jurassic it Park. Is,
0: you have living dinosaurs. Why wouldn't you? But it,
1: but it is dangerous to have. Right. You know, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I hope that they do keep the same way that it, the shark gets bested in the book. I hope that, that is the way that it gets bested in the film. Because that, that is the most Jason Statham thing that happens in the book. So if they g- cut it, it'd be silly.
0: Man, <clears throat> how did Michael Crichton not write a book like this?
1: Yeah, you know, he probably would have if he'd lived longer. Probably. This is
0: totally the kind of book he would write.
1: And also, if this movie does well, I wouldn't be surprised if they decide that they want to option another book by Steve Alton, which is called The Lock, that he wrote about the Loch Ness Monster, which is actually pretty good.
0: Oh, yeah? Is that a dinosaur also?
1: Um, It's more complicated than that.
0: Oh, we'll talk about it off air.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well, that'll do it for the news. Wow, two people. We got an hour out of news.
1: <laughs> well, we we kind of gabbed a little. Yeah. Took uh, it easy cuz we could.
0: All right, so uh let's get to our um I guess we can call it a topic.
1: Yeah, I, I it's kind of like a a movie roundup. Yeah. Uh, uh with with Rampage being the focus cuz you and I saw Rampage, so we'll talk about Rampage at the end.
0: Okay. Uh what do you want to talk about first?
1: Uh well, let's see. Let's go to our list. Um we're talking about movies that we have both spo- that we've seen that we wanted to maybe say a few things about that we didn't cover in the past few months. So, um, greatest showman.
0: Oh, no, we could pass that one.
1: Oh, you wouldn't pass. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know you didn't (coughs)
0: care for it. I really like it. Um, Okay.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Okay. It's not that I didn't care for it. uh There were a lot of things I liked about it. It's that the songs are all, uh, they're all, Oh, what's the word? Uh, uh, it starts with an R. Um, repetitive no it doesn't start with an r sorry they're ballads oh all all the songs are ballads and you can't have a musical of only ballads there have to be levels but every song is written like it's a ballad and that's problematic
0: i didn't notice that i mean i don't know too much about music in general so
1: um uh and so that that bothers me and um Considering the time we live in and everything and considering how not great the real person uh, was, yeah, um, I felt like we could have had less focus on him and a little more focus on like the people that became part of it because that speaks to a greater message. And the fact that the movie didn't go for it surprised me.
0: Sure. I mean, this movie's been in development for a very long time with Hugh Jackman attached to it. I think Hugh Jackman... Was, right, right. Hugh Jackman, was, I think, was better <laughs> suited to this movie when it was first started like 10 years ago. Um, and now he might have been a little too old, but I, I thought it was fun seeing him dance around with these really fun songs.
1: Right, no, I mean, he's great. Um, I really like Zac Efron in it. I really like him and Zendaya's story. Yeah, I me just too. wanted I just wanted more stories about the people who were in it than the focus on yeah, him. I get that. Even though I love Hugh Jackman in the movie, and I wanted the songs to be a little different up. If those two things had happened, I would have really enjoyed the movie a lot you know. more. But I still liked it. I just didn't love it.
0: It's... It's a musical with what's interesting. What I notice about this musical particularly is that it's an original film musical, which we don't get a lot of, um, especially nowadays. But it's got a, a, a cast of trained professional singers. Where most of the time with musicals, they try to go for the star power. The the before they go for like, okay, what big name actor can we get in this role? Oh, can he sing? No, eh. That's how we get sure. Pierce Brosnan in *Mamma Mia*. Sure, sure,
1: sure. Or, or <clears throat> Ryan Gosling and uh, Emma Stone. In or the La, whole La, La, cast like. of *Mamma Mia*. <laughs> Meryl Streep was fine. Yeah.
0: Nobody. Oh, Amanda Seyfried was fine. Amanda Seyfried was fine. Yeah. Christine Baranski is in that movie. You gotta give her. You gotta give her credit. She's great. Um, <clears throat> but come on. This is not
1: about *Mamma Mia*. <laughs>
0: but *Mamma Mia*, here we go again. No, I, is coming I out soon. What...
1: Good lord, Brandon! I know what you're saying.
0: Yes, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a fun movie. I, I just recently just bought it on DVD. I think I like it more for the music because I really like the songs more than really anything else. The plot to me was so thin, but the music kind of like glossed over my eyes. And I'm like,
1: this is fun. No, I get it. I understand. Yeah, it's it is it is fun. It is fun. Yeah. Okay, uh, man who invented Christmas? Did you want to say anything oh, more about? I love that it? movie so much. <clears throat>
0: it's 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 one of my new favorite christmas movies like i i buy it i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna watch it every year for christmas like yeah
1: that that'll be fun I'll, i'll enjoy watching it with you that's it's a it's really well done it was a really good way to tell the story of charles dickens writing christmas carol
0: yeah and i think um oh name shoot Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Well, how did I blank on that so quickly? I think he's great as Charles Dickens. He's just great in general. But he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, there's so many. But there's so many like lines of dialogue that I love where it's where it's just where he's talking about his dad because his dad's a bit of a of a of a freeloader. And he yeah. And he's talking to his sister and, and he just <laughs> says and his sister's like, is it so is it so bad living living with father? And he's like, this morning I had twenty five shillings in my in my hand. Now observe the absence. Yeah. And I'm just like that's that's a funny line,
1: and and the way he he creates Scrooge's life yeah. is so good.
0: Uh, how he because um, he cause Scrooge is based off a character of, of a person named
1: Scratch, I guess was his. Yeah, person he sees in real life for a moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and it's uh, Christopher Plummer, and he's I mean, his the relationship between Scrooge and uh, Dickens is really fun.
1: It is. It's really well done. It's a really great. Development of this of this story where he's trying to create the pieces and Scrooge is trying to like kind of feed it in his own way. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's it's also a really fun, unique way to do the story of A Christmas Carol because we it is we've done the story to death.
1: Because it because it's doing it, but it's not not yeah. really.
0: It's a, it's a yeah. biopic. I like biopics. I love period movies, and it's A Christmas Carol. It's three things that I really like. Yeah, All it was done. One.
1: It, it was done wonderfully with a great actor.
0: Yeah, uh, the whole cast was great. Um man, it's just like it inspired me to buy another copy of that book.
1: Yeah. Um Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh,
0: real quick, I wanna say I wanna say about, about Man and Women to Christmas. Yeah, uh, go for it A Christmas Carol was not that big of a volume. <laughs> it is a very short book.
1: No, it is. It's a very short book.
0: Yeah. Well when they when they like wrapped it up and it's like a full volume, I'm like, no 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 no.
1: Well that's because the print was big.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: The but, print was huge.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. I man, I w you know, I'm so sad I don't live in a world where I can buy a first printing of a Christmas Carol. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay, so anyway, yeah. J- Jumanji.
1: Jumanji. It was fine. Yeah.
0: I mean I it was a lot of fun. It's fun. Uh I don't I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Sure. Uh I think the first movie is is just great it's just a classic and i love every minute of it
1: yeah there's really no room for comparison between the two
0: they're very different especially in tone and i'll be honest the tone is what bugs me the most about jumanji welcome to the jungle is that it's such a different tone to the first film
1: i i get that but i mean it worked for the movie so well that it it doesn't yeah you know like it's okay it's okay to me
0: now i want to say spoilers spoilers for all these movies um before we before we continue because I think that there are two ways I feel the film handles Robin Williams. One way I think is very poorly done, and one way I think is really excellently done. Okay. I think the the one the one that's really poorly done is they have Kevin Hart look at a scratch on a on a on a thing and
1: he just goes, Who is says Al- Alan Parrish?" Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who is Alan Parrish? I'm just like, mm, all right, okay, sure. I get right. what you're trying to do, but it's really ham-fisted. Whereas the other th- thing is it feels like the character of Alan Parrish is weaved into the story because the whole thing is they got, they got to find the missing piece and the missing piece is represented by the elephant and the elephant was Alan's piece. Right. And th- that was really well done.
1: Yeah, I did too. Um, for me, I, I, I know what you mean about the Alan Parrish line, but it was whatever to me. Yeah. Um, for me, I wanted the hunter to return and I didn't want him to be a villain Or an obstacle. I wanted him to kind of be like... A gun... A gun runner in the market that they find. See, apparently... And they're they're able to get information about this other dude from him.
0: Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. But the other dude is the hunter. The main villain in this is Van Pelt. I lost him. Hey, you're back. (laughs) Okay. Uh...
1: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the so the
0: villain in Jumanji too is Van Pelt. No, he isn't. Yeah, he's credited as Van no, Pelt. No,
1: no, I mean I don't care. Yeah. No, he isn't.
0: I no, I get what you're I get what what you're saying, and I was, and they never I don't believe they say the name in the movie. Uh, admittedly, I only saw it the once, but they call the villain Van Pelt, and I think that's supposed to be a thematic thing. Whereas the villain of Jumanji is Van Pelt, da, da, da. but sure. it, it's kind of weird.
1: It is I didn't like I don't like that. Yeah. So it's not true. <laughs>
0: and as we know As far as
1: I'm concerned it is not true.
0: That's how that works on the show. If it, if we don't like it it is not true.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought all four of uh the cast main cast members gave a Really great performance. Jack Black was excellent.
0: I mean, he always is, but I really liked him in this movie.
1: It was a lot of fun to watch Karen Gillan get to play around like that.
0: Yeah. Um. Her,
1: her and The Rock's awkward awkward kiss. Was oh, that so was awful. Good. That was so good. There's a lot of fun action. There's
0: a lot of fun action in this, like clever stuff when it comes to like the respawn things. Um, yes. And and just video game stuff in general. Um. One of the things I also liked kind of how The Rock was playing it against his type a bit. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think he quite nailed it to the point where I would have hoped, but I thought he did a good job nonetheless. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I, I think the standout was was Karen Gillan and Jack Black. I thought they were both excellent.
1: Yeah, I thought they did a really great job.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> All right. What's next?
1: Uh, oh, what's next? Uh, she uh, post the post.
0: Oh, I really like the post. I did too. Yeah. Uh, it's one of um. I think I've said on the sh- on the show before. Um. I think it's one of Spielberg's, certainly one of his better recent films, but I think it's, it could probably be one of his more classic films in a long time. Like, I live I up there it, with some of the classics.
1: Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that most people won't like it, because as much as I enjoy it, I recognize that it's not a very engaging movie.
0: No, that's true. It's long, a little boring, but I, I felt it was engaging, but I like no, that sound. No, uh, right, I do, thing. but
1: I mean, like, I'm talking like general audience level, Yeah. and it's a bummer because I think it's a really good movie for people to see today.
0: I think so, too. Like it, It's it's also the only Spielberg <clears throat> biopic uh, kind of like true story situation that ends with a, like a sequel tag. Yeah. Which I thought was
1: funny. Yeah, that was interesting. But uh, well, because it's like, be aware, like be aware of this. Like, it's important to recognize the truth.
0: Oh, yeah. And the and, stuff that Nixon was, Nixon was frightening.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it was awesome that they used the actual audio from the tapes. Yeah. That yeah. was a really great, really great choice. I yeah. really enjoyed that. And, and hearing that stuff, it, it really shocks you into like, you know, cause you hear about Nixon, but you don't, I don't know if you ever had, but I've never actually listened to the tapes. No, I haven't either. So it was like, oh man, like, wow, when he really said all this. That's really messed up.
0: Bruce Greenwood and Meryl Streep, like, I think, <laughs> give both great performances. Meryl Streep is like trans, is transformative in this movie. I thought she was excellent.
1: Yeah, I um, thought, I I thought the whole... Cast did a bang up job.
0: When when she's talking to Bruce Greenwood and she's like, Should I do this? Should I not? Should I print the blah blah blah? And Bruce Greenwood is like, you know what? And he, he's starting to lose it because he knows that Nixon is scary. He's like, No, Nixon is a son of a bitch. He will he will tear down your newspaper. And he's just like, yeah. whoa
1: <clears throat> Yeah. I I really I thought that they did a really great job, and I think it's just a shame that it's, you know, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep doing such great work, that that one like long shot at the beginning between the two of them is so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's such a shame that most people won't watch it just because it's not immediately engaging. You know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to, you gotta be willing to want to watch this story, but it's really well done.
0: I, I, Uh, I like this movie a lot. Um, I, I said before that I felt Spielberg's films were, Spielberg's best films were behind him. Right. Um, I don't know if that's true anymore with the post and even ready player one. I, I think ready player one was up there with, with some of his best where it does have some issues, but um, it's, I hope we could be seeing maybe a Spielberg Maybe. I think, I think he's doing the West side story remake. Oh, I think I, re- I think he's filming that right now and then he'll do. Indie I five. don't
1: know that that should happen.
0: I think it should. Why? get some ethnically ethnic appropriate actors
1: but i know what you're saying but i mean i don't i don't know that we need that like out outside of what you're talking about like that movie was really well done
0: sure yeah, and like michael bay's favorite movie
1: i don't know i don't know that many people that will want Well, I don't
0: know. That's hard. See, I've been Spielberg has been trying to get a uh, not a remake, a a musical since Indiana Jones of the Temple of Doom. Uh huh. He's been wanting to do a remake for a long time. He he's almost gotten Wicked, but I think they've stopped trying to turn that into a movie. He almost got Jersey Boys, but but that went to Clint Eastwood. Biggest mistake that movie ever made, uh, because that movie was terrible. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see him do a musical finally.
1: Yeah, I just I just don't know how I feel about it being West Side Story. Sure, I don't totally West Side Story being remade. Anyway,
0: I think it should have been Jersey Boys because you give it to Clint Eastwood and Clint Eastwood's was like, "Okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take out all the music, and we're just going to make a boring movie." <laughs> and you're just like, "Go screw yourself, Clint Eastwood!" Hmm. Such an out of touch director.
1: Anyway, uh, Shape of Water.
0: Love Shape of Water. I mean, how much more can we talk about Shape of Water? One Best Picture. Uh, I I don't. I mean, I, I said it on the show. I don't think it's Del Toro's best,
1: but no, I, I don't either. I think Pan's Labyrinth is.
0: I think Pan's Labyrinth is still his best, yeah. Uh, but
1: I love, 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 love Shape of Water. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. It was very masterful. Um, it's it's uh, very nice uh, how they handled the main character yeah. with who she was. I thought that was really well done, and I and I really like her uh, her roommate or her apartment mate.
0: Yeah, me too. I liked him a lot. I thought the those two were the standouts. And Doug Jones, you know, he is still great. Doug uh, Jones always does great work. Yeah. Uh the ending is really weird. In True Del Toro fashion.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you kind of had to see it coming.
0: Yeah. Uh I talked to a I talked to a friend of mine and he's like he didn't see the ending like like that and I was like, "No, that's 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 what happened." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, I think I need to rewatch that." Right. I don't I want to dance around the ending because I don't I don't wanna ruin sure, it. Sure, we people. can talk
1: we can talk about it later. Yeah. Uh yeah, we we can move on from Shape of Water. I think we've gushed about it a little before and yeah. we all know. So game night.
0: Oh uh, one of the best comedies I've seen in years.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That was a killer comedy. That was so good. I was Can I tell you can I stitches. tell you one of my can I tell you one of my favorite things about it and it's and it's a, such a simple thing about it. Yeah. The uh far out landscape shots that made uh the city look like a board game.
0: I love that stuff. It was so good.
1: Those shots were so well done. I
0: couldn't I was like looking at those I was like are these miniatures that are being CG'd into into Yeah, uh, I know. It sets? was
1: it was really it was really strange to see, but it was like no, this is just straight up just well done camera work. Yeah,
0: uh, it's it's such a good movie. Uh if you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's um it will keep you kind of guessing throughout the whole thing right um the cast is great they really work well off each other um, that
1: cop steals the show
0: oh he's so good was it gary
1: yeah he's yeah. my future halloween costume for sure is he
0: with the dog and everything
1: i don't know about this halloween but some halloween yeah i, I mean i'll have a stuffed animal dog but yeah
0: I like when jason bateman gets blood on the dog oh that's so much worse
1: yeah, it's so it's so good.
0: <laughs> uh it's just it's, I I
1: love the scene of them trying to treat a gunshot wound oh, in I know. the back of like a 7-Eleven parking lot. And wall.
0: they're both kind of hurling. They're like, "Oh god." Uh Rachel my guy, is like, "Oh, I'll just use the phone. I'll I'm looking this up on Google." You're googling this? Why? It's And then uh oh, it, it's so good. It was
1: really it was really nice to watch that one actor from uh the Ingrid movie. Um, who he played uh, he played Elizabeth Olsen's brother oh yeah yeah it was really nice to see him in a movie where I didn't hate him yeah
0: he was really fun
1: because we hated him in Ingrid Goes West
0: yeah who was the mob boss they tried to steal from
1: oh man I don't remember yeah I forgot the actor
0: too Um,
1: oh you mean like at the very end
0: no not um, because
1: that was Michael C. Hall but I don't remember who it was before that
0: no when they steal the Fabergé egg
1: no, I don't remember who that was. Yeah. It's, um, oh man, I, can't, I can place his face, but not his name.
0: It's, it's oh man. It's, it's a great I, comedy. I'm really picky when it comes to comedies. Uh, I don't really like raunchy comedies, and we get a lot of raunchy comedies because they're really easy to do, I think. We do. Um, but this we, get was, a lot
1: of, we get a lot of things that are comedy light, not dedicated comedies.
0: Yeah, and this was one of the first like dedicated blockbuster comedies that I was in stitches the whole time
1: yeah it was it was really really well done yeah
0: i i want to see it again honestly i've been trying to see it was it like, like it weeks. was a like,
1: it was a it was a perfect blend of like the man who knew too little and just like uh mistaken scenario stuff yeah. and uh, yeah there's a bit of clue really?
0: there's a bit of clue in it yeah yeah it's what this was great i i, I love that it's Probably my favorite comedy of the year.
1: Uh, now I did not see this one, but I I knew you wanted to maybe gush about it a little with so maybe without totally ruining it. Uh, Death of Stalin.
0: Oh, I love the Death of Stalin. I think it, uh, it's it's if Game Night is my favorite comedy of the year so far, Death of Stalin is my second favorite comedy. Um, it's a beautiful satirical comedy with a great cast, um, and it's at time it at times can be uh, side splittingly hilarious and kind of terrifyingly serious. Hmm. Uh, And they walk that line really well. I mean, it's got Steve Buscemi, who's great. Um, Jeffrey Tambor, who's great. Um, Michael Palin. I've said Michael Palin is my favorite Python from the Monty Python group. Um, And he's in this. And I kind of didn't recognize him until he makes this face. I'm like, oh, that's Michael Palin. Uh, but they're all playing. That's so weird because they're all playing Russians, but they're all speaking in their native accent. So Michael Palin is, is is speaking with a British inflection, and uh, Jeffrey Tambor <coughs> and Steve Buscemi are speaking with American inflections, but they're Russian. Sure. And they call themselves by Russian names, and they're all pre- they're being these Russian diplomats, and it's right. just about like what happened after Stalin died, right? And that power vacuum it left, and kind of like the the behind the scenes dealings, and it's it's just kind of like. The most competent incompetent people you could ever imagine, right? It's it's great. I loved it. If you can see it, uh, definitely go see it. It's in it's finally in the states um, for a bit longer. I think uh, a lot yeah. of the, a lot of independent theaters are showing it. It's man, it's it's hilarious,
1: right? All right, I I do want to check it out. I'm gonna talk about my this next one just for a little bit because I know you didn't see it, <clears throat> which is Strangers Pray at Night. Um. Strangers Pray at Night is a is a surprising sequel to the Strangers film that came out with Liv Tyler a long time ago. Um, And it's so surprising because a horror movie doesn't usually get a sequel this long away from its original. And it's cool because there's a you know, there's this trio of killers in the first film. And this is that same trio, but it's a different family, Mm -hmm. you know. And the family dynamic is really well built in this movie. And this movie, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who sh- wants to watch it, but this movie surprises me. And it's, it, it is a movie that I think provides us kind of, you don't expect everything that will happen in it. And it supplies this catharsis to the original in a way. Well, um,
0: so it's, it, it, is a, it is a true sequel to the original.
1: It is, in the sense that, like, these are the same killers. None of the other characters appear. It's just the same killers. And you didn't see the killer's faces in the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know it's the same killers. You know it is. Right. So there's there's this catharsis connected to them.
0: Now, it this based on a true story?
1: <clears throat> uh, the first one claimed to be based on, like, an amount of true events. Mm-hmm. This one, to my knowledge, is not. But I didn't look that much into it. Right. I think that's a little fluffed, (coughs) but it's, but it's well done. I like, um, the, there's a main family of, you know, a mom and a dad and a daughter and a son, and I like all of the actors in it. And I think they do a great job and there's, there's, uh, it's, it's a really great, um, eighties kind of retro, not, I don't even want to call it a slasher movie, but it's, it's somewhere between a slasher movie and kind of a revenge film. So yeah,
0: I'm not I'm not a big horror horror fan cuz a lot of them can be kind of gore porn slasher films. Sure. I'm not a fan of that. Uh would I enjoy this?
1: Yeah, this is the the strangers films are not made for gore. They're made for they're made for the thrill cuz the whole the whole idea behind the strangers films is the idea of these mass killers who decide to to, to torment and and I mean torment, but not like torture porn torment like psychologically torment and kill like they like to play they like they're like a cat playing with a with a mouse batting it around i see they like to play that way and mess with them uh and it's and the disturbing thing about them is like why why are they doing it this way that's that's where it comes in like don't get me wrong there's blood like people get killed and stabbed and, and stuff but it's not it's not a gore porn film it's it's a it's about the psychological terror of these people who just decide to play a game with you. Okay. to play a game out of your survival and and they are chillingly overconfident, even when they're not on the like on the advantage. Mm-hmm. it It is disturbing.
0: Should I check out the um, first one if I was going to see this one?
1: Yes, you should not watch the second one without watching the first one because there is a sense of uh, full-circle-ness to it. Oh, okay. Definitely check that out. Um, uh, Love, Simon, which you and uh, I both too. Yeah. To.
0: This is one of the more surprising films to come out this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was I th- great.
0: I thought this was really great. Yeah. Um, um, it has it has Ken- Ken- Kenyon Lon- Lon- Ken- Kenan Lonsdale. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah, uh, but who plays the who plays Kid Flash on Kid Flash on Flash?
1: Uh, great lead actor. Honestly, great cast. These teenagers yeah. were great.
0: I really like the lead actor. I think he's really great.
1: I think he's really great too. I hope he has a good career ahead of him. Me
0: too. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Timothy Chalamet from Call Me by Your Name, who uh-huh. I thought, who I thought, think is also really great. I think we got <laughs> some great like teenage actors out there right now.
1: Right. I love the principal.
0: Oh, uh, the guy from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty funny.
1: He was great. Yeah, I love, I love when he finds out that he's gay. Like he doesn't draw attention to it. Yeah. But if you notice, he's wearing a rainbow lapel pin the day after it's found out that Simon yeah, is gay. I saw that. And he's and and I I love that he doesn't draw attention to it. He's just there and trying to be supportive. Because
0: it seems like he's kind of the character, like on the surface, where you'd be like, "Oh, look what I'm doing because I'm I'm supportive right. of you." But he's like, nice no, he's. he's-
1: No, he's just – he's a genuine person, and I really enjoyed that. What I really like about the movie is that it's about
0: kind of owning your identity, not necessarily a coming-out movie.
1: Right. It's not a coming-out movie. It's about owning who you are because the whole thing is, like, he's not even, like, afraid of coming out. Yeah. He's just – he's just – unsure about how it'll change his world and unsure if he wants to do that or not. Yeah. But he's not afraid of it. He's proud of who he is. He's just, yeah, it, it felt more real because of that.
0: Yeah, it did. And when it, when it, it finally does come out that he, he comes out, uh, that he's, he's gay. It's, he's mad, but not because people know he's gay.
1: Because the power of his choice about when they found out was taken from. Him. Yes.
0: I thought that yeah. was a really powerful moment.
1: Right. And I mean credit to the book on that. Yeah. You know, cuz this is based off a book and good job on that book, but this movie did a really great job of telling that story. Yeah. Um, and it's
0: um it's directed by Greg Berlanti, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it helped uh it helped uh Wally uh come out also. Yeah. Which I think uh, and you said that he's been better on Legends of Tomorrow. I think that might maybe helped his acting a little I, bit.
1: I think, I think it certainly might have, but I think it was just this whole experience of kind of going away. And like I said, you know, you work with someone else. Like, I'm sure working one-on-one with Greg and working with these casts, like, as a, as someone who has done acting, when you work with another crew in a different environment with different people – you pick up new things and you learn new things. And I think that's what happened with him. So he has been a stronger actor since, and I've really enjoyed him now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But this was, this is one of my favorite movies so far of the year. It was uh, such a surprise and such a heartwarming film. Um, very,
1: very, very human. Who was the, um, who was
0: the dad? Um, what's his name?
1: Timothy, Timothy Oliphant.
0: Is that Timothy Oliphant? I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was Josh Duhamel.
1: Oh, now you're messing me up. Yes, it is Josh Duhamel. Yeah.
0: They look alike now.
1: I'm sorry. I was thinking of Timothy Oliphant because Timothy Oliphant's on Santa Clarita Diet looking exactly the same.
0: They they are looking very similar
1: these <clears> days. <throat> they are.
0: Uh, yeah, Josh Duhamel. And they already
1: was... did before, so it's getting worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, yeah. need to do a, they need to do a movie together where they're clones or twins or something. I
0: really want that now.
1: I like both of them, so I'd be down. Yeah, Josh Dumel does a great job in the yeah. movie. And so does Jennifer Garner. They play very good very good very real parents
0: yeah and it's not like the kind of, the kind of like easy a classic indie parents it's just kind of no they're they're just it's a,
1: it's a, it's a very human feeling movie it feels yeah. very 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 genuine very real yeah and it's it
0: got some fun <clears throat> asides like i think some of the a lot of the humor works really well like when the yeah. when the like um overtly feminine uh man like it's like there's a side side story to like when he came out and everyone's like really you're wow i didn't know yeah yeah. It was like, yeah yeah too much sarah
1: yeah too much yeah, yeah. that was real fun yeah um, i liked it a lot uh i have not seen it so isle of dogs
0: man isle of dogs i'm gonna say this a lot might be one of my favorite movies of the year so far
1: <laughs> i i i want to go see it i have i have just not found the opportunity yet
0: so i'm a, I'm a huge fan of stop motion <clears throat> animated films
1: um, of course
0: i love the art form a lot um and I, and
1: though I will though I will say that the art form in stop motion animation is not always something I like, like the choice of style. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes things look freakier than I want them to. Sure. Fantastic Mr. Fox is an example of that. I, I don't know that, that. Isle of Dogs is or not.
0: I can understand that. Um, it's really it was really interesting for me watching this film, how Wes Anderson does stop motion versus like <laughs> Leica, which is a Cuba and the two strings, Coraline, Box Trolls and Paranorman. Right. Uh yeah. to see how the difference is. Because Leica will use uses a lot more like um, 3D printed models, and they work a lot more with plastics, and um, and they use CGI to kind of create a more immersive background and some of the, some of the special effects uh, where they needed like Paranormal and Kubo and the Two Strings needed a lot of special effects. Sure, sure. Um, whereas Wes Anderson, every <coughs> single frame, every single Bit that he uses, he doesn't use CGI. So, like when there's an explosion, it's just fuzz. Yeah, it it, it is really interesting to see the two, and they're both equally as good. Right, uh, but it's fun to see the the two the two different schools of stop motion. But uh, Isle of Dogs uh, is such a fun kind of quirky Wes Anderson film. I mean, uh, that's how you describe all of his movies. But it's really intriguing how it plays out, and I think. Maybe Wes Anderson's style almost works better in stop motion than it does in live action. Hmm. I kind of wish he would do more stop motion. I'll be honest. I think it. I think it's a lot of fun to see that style work in that in that <clears> medium.
1: <throat> I'll have to see *All Isle Isle of Dogs* to be able to weigh my opinion on that one because I saw *Fantastic Mr. Fox* once a long time ago, yeah. and, and it 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 always shakes me a little when it's that kind of animation. So, sure.
0: um, I thought the, the the animation is incredible. The voice acting is. There's so much great voice acting talent. And one of the one of the best things at the at the very beginning of the movie is there's a title card that comes up and it says every every human speaks their native language and is not subtitled unless, is not subtitled or dubbed unless um, being unless being translated by an, by an, another character. And then just pop, another title card pops up. Every all the dogs' barks have been translated to English, <laughs> and that's where we go. Every single human character speaks their native language um and half the time like you never know what that kid is is saying right you only get like like the the joke in the trailer where he's like he yells something in japanese and um uh jeff Goldblum turns and goes i wish someone spoke his language is the whole movie right it's it's good i i there's a lot of great jokes in this movie i think a lot of the deadpan humor from some just great great actors like bill murray edward norton jeff goldblum yeah it's it's a lot such of Such a good cast. Yeah, it's such a good cast. Yoko Ono plays a character named Yoko Ono. Oh, man. Yeah, it's freaky.
1: All right, well, I, I do need to check that one out. Yeah, um, there's even
0: 2D animation and and parts, and I don't want to spoil where, but it's, it's really fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm down with that. Uh, a Quiet Place.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. One of my favorite movies of the year again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't gotten out to see it, have you? I have. Oh, you have. Okay, I watched good. it Monday. Oh, great, great. Yeah, cool.
0: uh, this was, this was a this this is a cinematic experience
1: unlike any other. It's a it's a shame it couldn't have been a Cloverfield movie. It would have been a great Cloverfield movie.
0: I actually, you know, I I was thinking about this. I think after a Cloverfield paradox, this movie might not have done as well as a Cloverfield film.
1: <sighs> you know, I don't know that I agree with that because word of mouth. Sure. I think that this film was a strong enough concept. It would have sold people on seeing it regardless. Yeah,
0: I get that. The, the creature design is incredible.
1: It is. It's really great. It's a really great creature design. I have a, um, I have
0: a, I have a bit of a pet peeve with, with some of the... Obviously, there's no exposition in this film. There can't be because it's, it's a silent film uh, right. for the most part. Uh, but there's newspaper clippings that you kind of get a sense of like, where these monsters came from and, and what's been happening. And I'm just kind of looking, looking at those things going like, who was printing the papers and delivering them? like who was doing this during this whole thing don't worry about it man that kind of started to bug me a a little bit but the movie is such an engaging film um and yes it sets up a a horror bit like with the nail and i don't want to say much more than that right um and it it pays off in spades
1: yeah it's it's really great how you know, it takes a bit of build, but once it hits, it just doesn't stop.
0: No, it doesn't. That was one you're, of the you're things. Just,
1: you're just in it at that point. Yeah.
0: And you're just kind of always on the edge of your seat going like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's truly very edge of your seat. I really enjoyed it. Um, I I was saying to someone that I felt like, uh, because one of my favorite things is that they, they establish, and I love the way that they do it, that they are not like the last family around or anything. Yeah. You see all those different fires uh, that light up around the area, so you know there are other people out there. Yeah, and uh, I really like that. That, like, you know, oh, humanity's probably not ruined. It's just you know they have to be really freaking quiet. They can't like communicate or anything. Yeah, like they're not all dead, but it's but it's tough. Man,
0: um, man, when when Emily Blunt is in the bathtub, which you see in the poster, but I won't tell you, I won't say the context of the scene. But that that scene, yeah, really started to wreck me up. I'm like, oh no.
1: Yeah, it's very very tense. Um, I I really enjoyed how well the characters all come across uh, for how little dialogue is given. Like you really you got a sense of everybody. It's it's strong. Yeah, it's very present. I really liked it. Both all the actors are great.
0: You become um, you become really aware of like sound.
1: Yeah. So I went to see. Yes, it. Yes, you do.
0: So I, when I went to see it, uh, we were a little late. So uh, we were we were in the middle. We got in like three trailers away from the movie starting. Uh-huh. Um and so I was like, oh man, I was gonna get popcorn. Uh, and then like the movie started and I turned to my friend, and I go, I'm really glad I didn't get popcorn. Yeah, because y- y- um, you start be- becoming like super aware of everyone's noises around you. Right. And it it was, it's a it's a it's a truly great film. Uh, John Krasinski John Krasinski delivers a great performance and he directs the movie masterfully.
1: And and really awesome to use uh the young deaf girl to play the deaf part. That was- yeah. That's really, really cool. And there's and, uh, some great
0: horror with her because of that, how she just can't yeah. hear anything.
1: Yeah. But the fact that, uh, like, the deaf actress has been talking about how great this has been for representation and just stuff. Yeah. And I, and I think that's been, that's been really cool that that happened, and she does a great job. Um, I, I like, what I like about the fire thing also is that it gives me this idea that, and I'd be down for this, um, this, this kind of reminds me of The Purge, except it was much more successful. Like a better story than the Purge was, yeah. But the Purge was a really cool idea that was underutilized in its first movie. Not that this one was, yeah. But uh, but it was underutilized in its first movie. But its sequels utilized the idea better and better and showed these different stories in different places related to that idea. And I feel like we could have a similar thing happen here, where like I could see sequels where it's a totally different story utilizing the same world, same concept, but in a different location with different folks. Yeah. The, the way and, I'd, it, and I'd I'd be down for it. There's a lot of ways for that to plan out.
0: I agree, uh, man. The creature design is so good. Um, it's not. I keep telling people it's like it's not really a horror movie in the traditional sense because in a horror movie you're generally supposed to be scared of the creature. It's, uh, it's
1: in the it's in the horror genre. It is a suspense thriller for sure. Yeah,
0: the creature I was never scared of outside of what it can do. I was really fascinated in its design. Like I could look yes. at it and and just study it. It was such an interesting design.
1: Right. Such a yeah. good
0: Cloverfield monster,
1: right? That's a, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Is yeah. it's like it almost feels like because it would sit beautifully next to Ten Cloverfield Lane.
0: Oh, totally. It's it's it, yeah, man. Cloverfield. That's a different t- conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Rampage.
0: Oh, so we're finally at Rampage, guys—the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, what if a. You,
1: if you have been waiting for it at all.
0: <laughs> what a middle-of-the-road movie I thought this was.
1: Uh, you know, I liked it more than I thought I would.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of liked it about as much as I thought I would. See, I don't think it's bad, but I also don't think it's good. It never gets to the part. It never gets to the point where it's like fist pumpingly bad, where it's like, yeah, let's kill some monsters. But it, it's it's kind of weighed down by too much plot. And what the hell is Jeffrey Dean Morgan doing in this movie? Not not what is he doing in this movie, but like, what is this character he is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. I will politely call this character Negan Light. So, I mean, he is—he is
0: phoning this in, and not in the way that Anthony Hopkins does in Transformers last night, but in a way that's just kind of like, "Yeah, I'll, all right. What am
1: I? You know, my line. I don't. You know, I don't care. (laughs) Like it. It's one of those things where honestly, you kind of just have to embrace what the movie is, and the movie is is campy, except. Genuinely believable, I have to say, in Dwayne's emotional connection to this gorilla.
0: Yeah, I would I will buy his connection I, to that gorilla. I
1: was I was completely engulfed in the fact that he gave a crap about that gorilla. Yeah.
0: See, I, I don't, believe
1: that every moment of the way.
0: I don't think this film ever gets to the point where it's can't be enough. I think it tries to take itself too seriously in too many parts.
1: I Don't know that I agree with that. Because it takes so long to get to the gorilla. The gorilla eats the bad guy while she screams, "Damn it!" Well, I know falls into his mouth. When we
0: get to the last fight sequence, when we get to like the last bit, that is it. You know, it's become a a campy kaiju film, and that's. But I wanted that throughout. I have a similar problem with Power Rangers, where the moment where the Power Rangers like triumphantly get in their megas and their Zords, and they Zords, that right?
1: Um. Uh,
0: all right yes (laughs) all right we're power rangers fans guys and like the uh the power rangers theme soon like plays and you're like yeah all right Uh, that i liken to or like the last 20 minutes of the lone ranger which is a great sequence i wanted that throughout
1: i i but i didn't expect that throughout because purely because rampage is a video game with only three monsters in it sure um
0: I liked the designs of the monsters. <clears throat> I, was...
1: I did, too. I liked, uh, man, why does that wolf get so many cool things, but the others don't?
0: Why does the gorilla not mutate at all?
1: I mean, because he's got to be sweet and lovable.
0: Yeah. All right. Why I... does
1: the crocodile become, like, twice as big as the
0: others? <laughs> the crocodile's ridiculously overpowered.
1: Way OP.
0: Yeah. Way OP. I almost expected a debris
1: fire. I... I didn't expect that, but uh, that was that was pretty nuts. Yeah, I you know you know all all that aside, uh, had this movie come out in a like you know if had this movie come out like eight years ago, and I mean like the graphics wouldn't have been as good, so you know, uh, but the it would have been it would have been received better, I think. You think so? I think it's just I I think it's just honestly I think it's just a little bit too much of like well we've seen a lot of this before,
0: and we've seen a lot of The Rock and a lot of these movies before.
1: Well, not even that like the rock hasn't done a Kaiju movie,
0: no, I know, but it's there was um we've seen a lot of this rock character this kind of like I don't, ma- I don't machismo character i
1: i I agree with that in the marketing but not in the execution of the film because even though he was machismo i I go back to he had more heart in this than I thought he would
0: yeah i would I would buy that uh we were talking about uh with my friend who I saw this with um we were talking about it and they were like so wait the rock is special forces military and a zoologist And like yeah you can't make the rock a normal guy because look at him
1: yeah no so every, he is no he is no normal man
0: every single movie he's in where he's like supposed to play like the every guy it's always like oh i was in the special forces marines and whatever
1: that's not always true sometimes he's the tooth fairy
0: That's a long, we're a long ways out from the Tooth Fairy, my friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, look, I, I, uh, I thought all the humor was good.
0: Yeah, I thought the humor landed for me.
1: I enjoyed all the humor. I love, uh, the All the side
0: characters disappeared after the first act?
1: Yeah, but you didn't need them. That's fair. You didn't need them. Like, they would have just been, they would have just been there for no reason. I'm glad that they cut them, didn't try to string them along. Yeah. Um, I, I, but their banter with the rock at the beginning, it's all good. It's that's the thing. It's like, you know, genuinely the rock can carry the movie. So what does it matter? Like he, he carries the movie, not only on his, his action ability, but also on his ability to play this character. He, in fact, he wasn't, he was less action in this than I thought he would be when you break it down. He's really only action in like the moment when they escape and the final scene.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think a lot of my, so well, he tweeted he tweeted this thing. He's like great. I can't. I can't. I, I'm so happy we broke the video game mold. And you're like, no, no, this is not gonna break the video game mold. Uh, well, it
1: is the highest reviewed video game movie ever
0: by a percentage. And yeah, it, no, I know, and I hate that I because know. Tomb Raider is a better movie.
1: I know, I, I know, but I I I had fun. Like I'd be lying if I did said I didn't have fun. I, I thought uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan scene where he lets the brother go and he's just like, yeah, you go just run out that door. Yeah. And the and the <laughs> building falls and he's just like, oh, oh, that was a lot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like this movie. I I didn't think this movie wasn't like campy enough. I thought this movie was perfectly humorous enough mm. and 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 serious enough at the same time like with genuine emotion between like I believe the rock's connection to the gorilla and I believed uh the the Kate Caldwell doctor going along with him yeah. they felt like they felt like genuine characters yeah i mean the thing is and and the humor the humor always landed and i had fun watching it happen so it's not a great movie but it was it was Better than I thought it was going to be. I had, uh, truthfully,
0: I had more fun making fun of this movie to the point where a gentleman in front of us shushed us. So, oops. <clears throat> um, one of the one one thing that kind of took me out of the movie a little bit was in. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the background of the of the mustache the arcade twirl- game, the, the, arcade, the
1: game,
0: arcade game, the arcade
1: game. I, I mean, like <laughs> it's just a cute nod. What bothered me is that it was never established why they made this. Oh yeah. They just did. They knew how bad it was and they made it. And they didn't care. They knew it would make them big. They knew it would make them aggressive. Like they were like, We just we just did it. Or when when she's like it leads me to believe that they were just obsessed with that arcade game. Oh, you think they did this on purpose? Genuinely, like what is the other motivation? And they decided to do this.
0: Yeah. Or or when um when the when the scientist girl um She's with, uh, she's with the Rock, and the, and she's and she googles her, <laughs> her like science information, and just like look, look what I, look what I did. And I'm just like you just typed that into Google. Is that information just freely available on the internet?
1: Right. Excuse me. Um, uh, well, she was looking. She was showing examples of like. No, but she types about- it, She
0: types in Crispus, which is the the name of.
1: Oh, Crispus. CRISPR, yeah crisper yeah right.
0: she types in CRISPR in her safari app yeah 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 you're right you're right
1: i know what you're talking about yeah.
0: yeah i mean there's things there's things i like in this movie i felt it i i wanted it to be campier but i agree with you i think there's there's fun moments in it uh the characters are good and a lot of my issue with it is i'm getting a little tired of the rock um as a as an actor and as a person i think he's a little much for me right now it's, it's like rock oversaturation. if that makes sense sure um i mean you
1: you either smell what he's cooking or you don't
0: that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I, I i i hear you i totally hear you but the thing is like and if it felt if i felt like he'd phoned this in you mm-hmm. know he's I never phoned
0: would. in a performance as far as i can tell no
1: that's the thing like i thought he worked hard on making me believe in this guy like i got choked up about him feeling bad about the gorilla at one point mm-hmm. like I didn't cry but I got choked up about it yeah I genuinely bought it and like I loved I I know it's a CGI gorilla but I loved his banter with it like it was good hey, uh,
0: so, I, okay I'm gonna <clears throat> spoil the end I'm gonna spoil the very end because there's a bit that I want to talk about at the very end sure sure so sure. at the, at the spo- so spoiler alert for the very end of rampage skip 15 seconds or whatever I don't care um, the <clears throat> gorilla like yeah the gorilla pretends to die Yes, and then they're like, "Hey, well," and then it do- and then it doesn't, and uh, flips him off, which is all cute. But um, when they're just like, "Oh, what are we gonna do with George?" Oh, we'll find the place, and then it, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then it ends. And then it ends. I expected a tag to be like, "Oh, he's here" or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I needed that tag.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I, I I kind of expected it and wanted that too, but I didn't go to this movie expecting questions to get answered. True, true. You know uh i i love that he fakes that yeah i thought i i i had a feeling that's where it was going and i love when he's like did you just close your eye i see your eyes open right now <laughs> like that that's what i mean like i i genuinely enjoyed things yeah. i laughed i had fun like it's not like an amazing film it's not groundbreaking it's not any of that but it's a good time at the movies yeah you know the 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 cgi of the monsters is good the destruction is surprisingly not overdone
0: yeah it's pretty contained to a certain area
1: it, it is it's not like overblown it's very it's very you know as dumb as I think the plot idea is of let's have a frequency thing that they're attracted to to this giant skyscraper as dumb as that is uh I don't mind them like the whole intent because rampage is about these monsters destroying a Big buildings. Yeah. I, I, and that, I don't and that, that making either. them go up and des- destroy this one big building so that they weren't really like just randomly destroying things in their path. I kind of like it didn't get over overdone for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, what would you rate it?
1: I think I'd rate it a 6.5.
0: See, I was going to say a 5.5. Now, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. Our rating systems vary between all four of us but sure. to me a five and a five point like a five five point five isn't like it's a bad movie it's just a middle of the road movie let, to me.
1: let me put it this way as far as like if you took the arcade game rampage and turned it into a film this is pretty much the best outcome you could get i can agree with that Like, it's, you know, like, when I hear it, it's not something that's, like, full of all these ideas you could do. It's pretty simple. So when you're turning that arcade game into a movie, this is a pretty good outcome, to be honest. Like, this is a really well-done movie made out of that very basic idea. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And and I, it's a good time. Like, it's it's worth a watch.
0: Yeah. Does that do it for us, I guess?
1: Yeah, I I I liked Rampage. I I don't like love it or anything, but I thought it was good. Yeah. You know, uh, good like, enough.
0: Like we said up top, we're <clears throat> skipping the book club uh, this week, um, and we'll be skipping my book club for a couple of weeks because next week we're going to do Action Comics number one thousand. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that'd be great. <sighs> Cannot wait. Um, next week uh, we have an episode in mind, but we'll announce it later. Or we won't. Maybe we'll do this again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why why are we waiting?
0: Cuz I don't know what the other guys want to do. Maybe we want to switch something around or not.
1: Why are they do you think they'll be absent again?
0: Well, no, I mean like, you know, right now on the on the docket is Dark Knights Metal. Right. Oh, I'm done with that. Oh, right, but maybe we maybe we want to do the topic we we're supposed to do today next week and move Dark Knights Metal further.
1: Oh, uh, no, we can move the topic from today later. I think we should do metal. All right, Dark Knights
0: Metal next week. Yeah. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Or the only place you're going to hear it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if we, if we wind up putting off metal, we're going to put off metal forever and metal you want to talk about soon. The other thing is just like a fun topic. We can do it whenever. Yeah,
0: I agree. Also, uh, instead <coughs> of an episode on Infinity War, we will be doing a special on Infinity War. We feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about and we don't want to make a three and a half hour podcast.
1: Right, and so we will have a separate review special all about Infinity War, and In our regular episode, we will talk about Thanos. Yes,
0: I'm excited for that. Um, until next week, guys, thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, we really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Sparks, for being the only person on the show.
1: Oh, what are you talking about? Ben and Ryan right there. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm Ben. Oh, there you
0: are, guys. Missed you. How was the reception? It, it was really
1: <laughs> polite of you guys to just sit there and listen to this whole thing. Thanks. Yeah,
0: this is great. It's a silence. Um, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci who does our theme music and a little show called suburban proctologist on iTunes and wherever podcasts, wherever he's put it. I don't know where he's put it. Um, What what do
1: you mean? Little. It is a major cornerstone of the podcast world. Okay. What are you, what are you talking about? You can find that
0: at (laughs) facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official, uh, Instagram at sub podcast. Look it up on iTunes. It's hilarious guys. If you haven't listened to it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, Thank you to Louis Barretto, who does our icon. Uh, you can find him at Lens4Eyes. Um, if you'd like to get involved with us, we are at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at fake nerd podcast. fake nerdguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I am at McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks?
1: I am at Instagram and Twitter as SparksWitty, S P A R K Z Witty.
0: Cool. Subscribe I don't to know
1: us. Why I, I don't know why I had to say that weird, but I did. Yeah, you should forget it for a minute. I started in the wrong order, and then everything got weird.
0: Ah, I know how that is. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever podcasts you listen to. Rate and review wherever you get us. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, it's the best thing to do if you want to see us grow is to review us on iTunes. Um, that is no joke. Until next week, guys, I just opened my email. Stay fake, nerds.